a summary of the Sikha. We know that the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is one of the fundamental things of our of expressions of our faith in Hashem. And that is of course expressed in the mitzvah of relating the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim on the night of Pesach. That's when the main mitzvah of relating the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So we have to understand some of the things which we find in the Haggadah, in that recitation, in that telling of that story. There are questions that need to be asked and to see how they tie into this fundamental principle of faith within the Jewish uh, uh, faith. So do we know that there are the, very, the essence of what the Haggadah is and then there are things which were added as well. From amongst the things that are part of the essence of the Agada is the rule that Mitchila Avodim first it starts with we tell the uncomplimentary part of the Jewish history and then Messiah Bishwach and we conclude with the complementary aspects of it so it starts with Avodim and then also part of that relating the uncomplimentary thing is Mitchila Avodim first they were idol worshippers and then it concludes with, but now Hashem took us to, to him. And then it uh, goes on to sp- speak about uh, Lovan and Yaakov. It talks about, concludes with actually the 15 things, the 15 favors that Hashem did for us at Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim, the last uh, one of which is, um, He built for us the Beis meaning the Beis Migdash, to atone for all our sins. So to understand what is, the, what is the central theme of this, we have to first ask questions about these few paragraphs that we just uh, mentioned. Starting with Helach Ma'anya, this is the bread of affliction that our forefathers ate, which is said before we even begin the, the story of the Haggadah. This is said before the four, before the four questions are asked by the child, and the, the whole Agada is said as an answer to those questions. But this is said before that. So we have to understand about this Heilach Ma'anya. First of all, the fact that we ate, that our forefathers ate uh, matzah in Mitzrayim, that was before Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim. Why are we talking about that? And then we say, now we are slaves, and uh, now we are uh, in Golos. That doesn't seem to be talking about Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim. That seems to be talking about the opposite of Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim. Why do we insert that? Especially that on the night of Mitzrayim, we tried to display uh, a type of freedom. We recline when we, eat, when we eat and so on. We, do, we eat things in order to show the freedom. So why are we saying now we are enslaved? Then we go on to say, anyone that needs to have a place to, to spend the Seder should come to us and we will, uh, they're invited to our home. So this too, why is that inserted as a part of the Haggadah, as a part of Magid, of the relating of the Haggadah? This is something that should be said before you start making Kiddush, or even before that, before you, come to shul, uh, before you leave Shul altogether. Why is this part of the recitation of the Haggadah after we've begun Magid? Also, we have to understand, what does it mean that this is the bread of affliction that our forefathers ate in the land of Mitzrayim? Don't we eat matzah because of what the Yidin ate after they left Mitzrayim? That's the kind of matzah that we're eating. We're not talking about matzah that the Yidin ate in Mitzrayim. In fact, the Maharal says that even though there are certain mefarshim that say 
that in the uh, the, the, the idea of matzah, e- eating matzah in Mitzrayim was because they would feed the slaves and the captives a hard bread that takes long to digest, and that's why they that's why that's what we're talking about. But the Maral says this this can't be correct because it's not mentioned anywhere in any pasuk and anywhere in the Torah in no Mishnah in no Gemara. It's not mentioned anywhere this idea. So therefore, the matzah is what they ate after they went out of Mitzrayim. So then what are we addressing? What are we saying that they ate in Mitzrayim? Then we say, And Hashem took us out with a mighty arm. And if Hashem hadn't taken us out, we would still be enslaved there. So the question could be asked, we know that originally the Golos Mitzrayim was told to Avram Avinu that it would take 400 years. Not any more than 400 years. So then, why do we say that Hashem had to take us out of there? The moment the 400 years of over, are over, the Yidin would have naturally gone free. If we were talking about a people that were predisposed to be cowed by other people and that they're, in their nature they're the kind of people that subject themselves to others and subservient to others, then you could say it takes someone to schlep them out of Mitzrayim. But the Yidin are naturally free. They don't. Uh, it was only because Hashem imposed the Golos on them that they remained in Golos. But the moment the ta- that time is over, they go free on their own. Why do we say that Hashem had to take us out with a strong hand? And that if He hadn't taken us out, we would still be there. And if you'll say that it's the, the 210 as opposed to the 400 years, that's just a matter of calculation. Whenever that happens, whenever this, Hashem decided to count it from when Yitzchak was born, fine, so that's when the 400 years ends but now that Hashem has decided that that's when the 400 years end that's when it should naturally happen on its own why do we need Hashem to take us out then we go on at first our forefathers were idol worshippers Terach was an idol worshipper but now Hashem brought us close to his, his service he made us, he, we serve him so the question is now Hashem brought us close to his service that already, and even if you want to say now refers to when the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim, it still happened hundreds, four hundred years before that, when Avram Avinu became close to Hashem. So it's not that Hashem has brought us close to Him now. So what is meant by that? Then we go on to Vihisha Amda, that in every generation they tried to destroy us, and Hashem saves us from them. So the question is, what's that got to do with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? if it's something that reoccurs in every generation, why are we, we, why are we telling it as a part of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim? And we don't talk about it on Purim, we don't talk about it on Hanukkah, or any other time that we celebrate redemptions. Why is it that we say it Dafka on this night? What's the connection to Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim? And then at the end of the, uh, of the 15 Dayenus, when we list all the things that Hashem did for us, we say, and he, he built for us the base of Chira, the base of Migdash, in order to atone for all our sins. So about this we also have to understand. In all the other 14 favors that Hashem did for us, it doesn't say in order, He did it for us so that there will be a result. It doesn't say why He did something for us. And in fact, there are Mepharshim which struggle with understanding what is the great favor of, one, of some of those 14 things. For, for instance... It says that if Hashem had brought us close to Har Sinai and He didn't give us the Torah, that alone would be enough. In other words, that just bringing us to Har Sinai is enough. It doesn't say why that's enough. What's so great about being brought to Har Sinai? And Takam Mepharshim asked that question. What is the, why is that a favor? They give their answers. 
but none of the 14 does it say in order that we should have a good, uh, this or that result here by it says in order to atone for our sins why suddenly does he give a reason of why this is a good thing why does he say that the, the, what's special about the Beis Amidish is to atone for our sins why doesn't it say what the Pasuk says which is I make for me a, a Mishkan and I will dwell amongst you in other words that the Beis Amidish is great because Hashem dwells amongst us because of it why does he skip that and go to atonement of sins and also, why does he call the Beis Hamikdash the Beis Abchira? Why, and even in the Haggadah, it's called the Beis Hamikdash the Beis Hamikdash by Hillel, by the sandwich of Hillel by Kairach. It says this is what Hillel did in the time of the Beis Hamikdash stood. So in the Haggadah, he calls the Beis Hamikdash. Here, he suddenly calls it Beis Abchira, which is not the usual name for the Beis Hamikdash. And also, what does, that, what does that have to do with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? All the other favors that Hashem did until He took us into Eretz Yisrael, that's understood to be part of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim because until you get to the place where you're going, it's still part of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The, the job is not complete. But building the Beis Hamikdash is already something within Eretz Yisrael and why is that connected to the Beis Hamikdash? Uh, sorry, why is that connected to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? So the explanation of what is happening here is this. Even before we begin the Seder, and even before we, sorry, the Haggadah, telling the son that you're telling him, you know, all the details of what happened in Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, a fundamental question comes up. The question is, if we went out of Mitzrayim, and we're celebrating freedom and all that, so then why are we still in Golis? Why are there still poor people amongst the Jewish people? Why is there still a Ben Rasha sitting at the table? If the Geula is, which was brought about through Hashem, not by a human being, which you could say, that is his impact, his accomplishments are limited. You know, he could take you, he could free you for a certain amount of time. But Hashem is the God of truth. Truth is eternal. So if he does something, why, did it only, why didn't it last? Why is there not a complete redemption? And this is no small question. This is a very fundamental question because on this night we are meant to uh, celebrate freedom. We do things in order to display our freedom. We are told that every Yid has to see himself as if he went out of Mitzrayim on this night today. So that if, is that true? If we are still in Golos and we're still slaves, as we say in the Elach Manya, and so what is the meaning of it? That's the question that begins even before the recitation of the Haggadah. So that's what the meaning of Helach Ma'anya, that's what it's trying to answer. So it says, this is the poor, the poor man's bread that our forefathers ate in Mitzrayim. What that means is to emphasize that yes, we acknowledge that the Geula from Mitzrayim was not a complete and eternal redemption yet. It was only the beginning of a redemption. It, we are still in Golos. Our forefathers, when they ate the matzah, they were still in Golos. They were still in Mitzrayim. It's not a complete redemption yet. And therefore we continue and we say, yes, there are people that still need our help in eating and in, in preparing a seder. They're poor people and they need to eat. We need to provide them with a seder. And yes, we are still slaves. And this year we are still in Golos. And yes, that is the reality that we are in. It's not an eternal geula yet. 
So then the question becomes, if so, what's the big deal of Pesach night? Why are we celebrating Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim if it's not even a complete redemption? What is the big deal? Why are we making such a big issue of it? So the answer to that is also found already in, even before we begin the Agada in Helach Ma'anya. Because we say, yes, it's true that now we are slaves. Now we are in Golos. But this is the opening. Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim made it possible that next year we will be free. Next year we will be out of Golos. We will be back in Eretz Yisrael as free people. Because this is the Geula, which although incomplete, was, is what leads to the final Geula. This is what opens the possibility for the final Geula. And that's why this night is so important. That's why Geula, Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is so important. And that's why we're able to celebrate Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. And that's why we can say that we are free. And that's why we can do the things which show freedom. Because it's through the celebration of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim which leads to the final Geula. And as is known in Chesidus, and that since Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim until the final Geula, we keep going out of Mitzrayim until we reach the final Geula. And it's through this continuous going out of Mitzrayim all the time that we are reach the final goal. And this fundamental idea is what's repeated and brought out by, by many of the central themes in the Haggadah, you know, which, as the Haggadah continues. And we'll go through some of them. It's known, our sages tell us, that Hashem gave Avram Avinu a choice. He said, I can either put your children through Gehenim, or I can put them through Golos. And in the end, either Avram or Hashem himself, there's a dispute in the Medrash about this, who chose that it should be Golos, but the choice was made that it should be Golos rather than Gehenim. In other words, that Golos has the same purpose as Gehenim. What is the purpose of Gehenim? It's the place where we are cleansed from sin. So Golos also has the same function. It has the same result. We are cleansed from sin through Golos. Which sin do we have to be cleansed from? So it's this sin which led to all the problems. That's the Chetei Tzadas. That is what we are trying to accomplish. We're trying to get rid of the sin of the Chetei Tzadas and to go back to the way things were before that sin. That's the sin which caused Hashem to go up to remove Himself from the world, and until it took, you know, Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov until Moshe to bring Him back into the world, and that's what we're trying to counter with our, with the Golos, with our Aveda in general. Now, if we had merited, then the Geula from Mitzrayim would have been that final Geula, would have elevated and fixed everything, and would have removed all negative. Uh, sin from us and we would have gone into the Geul Shleim. however the the Geul the Golos of Mitzrayim did not fully accomplish that it didn't completely remove all vestiges of sin from the Jewish people so therefore came along Midas Adin and said it's not time to take them out of Mitzrayim yet they still belong in Mitzrayim they still have much to accomplish before they can leave Mitzrayim and go to the Geul and therefore Hashem had to come in and insert Himself and say, He had to pull us out of Mitzrayim, even though there was reason to say that it, shouldn't, it doesn't end yet. It's not over yet. It's not time yet. So Hashem said, no, it's time to, to remove ourselves from Golos at this time, even though it will not be a complete redemption. And the Geula had to come in a way which was 
that Yidin had to run away from there because they were so sunk deep into the, uh, the Tumah of Mitzrayim, the 49th level of Tumah, as is well known. Had they stayed another moment, they wouldn't have been able to get out altogether. And Hashem had to do it, Biyot Chazaka, they had to run away. All this because it wasn't time yet, really. And therefore we say, if Hashem had not taken us out of Mitzrayim, then we would still be there. We would still be stuck there. Till when? Till the Geul Shlema. Then, when we finally f- accomplished that we were able to remove all evil from the world, all tumah from the world, then we would go into the full Gola. But the did not want to wait until then. And he wanted it to happen then. And therefore we say, we say, now Hashem brought us close to him. And we ask the question, what do you mean now? It happened when Avram was close. But the truth is, that this keeps happening now, even now, even in our day and age, that Hashem needs to bring us close, that we're not there yet ourselves, we're not, we haven't accomplished this on our own, that we are close to Hashem. It's still being imposed on us by Hashem that He keeps us close to Him. And therefore, there is a possibility that there should still be poverty amongst the Jewish people. There is a possibility that there should still be spiritual poverty, a Ben Russia, because it's still not something that we have accomplished. It's still something from superimposed upon us, like Biyot Chazaka, that Hashem brings us close. And therefore, there is still things that can happen which do not fit into that, that don't uh, get caught up into that. And that's why the Midas Adin still has the ability to say that it, it's time to destroy them. They haven't reached anything yet. Every generation it re, uh, re, rears its head again. And it comes up again. It's not time yet. They have to be destroyed. They, they, they need to go through suffering. That's what the Midas Adin says. And it's only because Hashem saves us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yodam. Only his interference is what we can rely on to save us from this constant golos, because we have not yet reached that level. And the question could come up and says, how did the Yidden reach such a low state that they were so subjected, sunk into the 49th gate of Tumah? How did that happen? And the, 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 uh, in the Haggadah it says, Vayereyu Eisonu HaMitzrim The... Uh, the uh, grammar of those two words doesn't seem to fit. It should say Vayereu Lanu. They caused us harm. It says Vayereu Sanu. They made us bad. What does that mean? That we ourselves, the Yidin, were not really Shaykh to that kind of uh, to that kind of depravity. It's that the Egyptians imposed a deep level of depravity on the Jewish people. And that's, that's how it happened. The Jewish people were not really able to le- reach such a low level. But they did that to us. Similar to what we say, there's a well-known question that, why is it that we're punishing the Mitzrayim? If Hashem told Avraham Avinu that the Mitzrayim will, he didn't say Mitzrayim, but that the nation will, uh, will enslave them, so they were merely fa- following, uh, following Hashem's orders. Why are we punishing them? And the answer is, that they were told to enslave them, but they really imposed slavery in a much deeper way than Hashem originally wanted or needed. And because they did it much more, they did such a terrible job of it, therefore they're being punished. And so also when when Hashem subjected us into a place, because we had not yet reached a level of purity that we, we needed to, 
it, but but he never intended for us to sink so low. That's something that the Mitzrayim did to us. They made us into bad people. But then, if that's the question, so if that's the, the meaning of the Haggadah and the meaning of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, so then what are we celebrating? We're still far away from the I mean, maybe not far in time, but the, from uh, an accomplishment, an achievement. Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim is not yet the achievement we're looking for. So then what's the big celebration? To this comes the answer at the very end of the Agadah, sort of at the end of the Agadah, What does Banalonu Beisabchira mean? Bchira means the free choice that Hashem made of the Jewish people. We know it's well known that choice means when it's not something about the thing you're choosing that compels you to choose that, Choice means there is no reason why you should choose one over the other, and you make a free choice, which is really only shayach, only possible by the essence of Hashem, because there's nothing outside of His existence which could be interesting to Him at all, and therefore anything that He chooses just because He decided to choose. That's, that's what the Bechira of the Jewish people means. And as the Pasuk says, Ach Esav Liyakov, that from the perspective of Atzmas Umuhuz, you know, Esav and Yaakov are equal, they're an equal choice. Even so, I chose Yaakov, I, I love Yaakov, and I hate Esav. Why then does Hashem choose the Jewish people? What this really means is that from in Atzmos, the Jewish people are connected to Hashem, are one with Hashem, and that's why that, there is no choice, there is no other choice possible. We are Hashem, and therefore we're the natural choice. And even though, if you look at who we are and what we've accomplished, we could even be equal to Esav, Chas Shalom, but that wouldn't affect the choice at all, because there, sin and mitzvahs don't have any effect, and therefore Esav is just an equal candidate. The only reason that Hashem chooses the Yidin is because we are Him, we are a part of Him. And that's what's meant, He has given us access to Him based on choice. What does that mean? When we look at things as they play out in our reality down here in Seder Shalos, then there is a difference between uh, there is Yidin and there is uh, the need to atone for sin and there is Esav and we seem to be equal to Esav and there's no reason that we should be redeemed from Mitzrayim and we're not ready for the redemption yet and so on. But that's only as it plays out down here. But when you go back to Bechira to the true matter, nature of things, the way they are within the essence of Hashem, of course we are chosen, of course we're connected to Hashem, of course we're one, of course there, there is a need for instant and immediate ge'ula. It's only that since it also has to play out down here in our reality, therefore it has to go through the process of the golos and the atonement and whatever has to happen, and which is not yet, hasn't happened yet. Even the Geulis Mitzrayim did not bring that about yet. And that might be the, what the meaning of Maschul Begnus, we begin with the, neg- with the uncomplimentary side of ourselves. And Mitzrayim Beshvach, we, we conclude with telling the, the, the nice, the good story, the, 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 the rosy story. What that means is, originally by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it started out with, we're not ready yet for the Geulis Shlema. 
we, it's, it, we still have to play it out, but then Messiah Meshvach, by, uh, through, because of uh, Bechira, everything will be taken care of, everything will come quickly, we will be redeemed very soon, that's the meaning of Messiah Meshvach, we will have an immediate redemption and a full redemption, and that will come through our Aveda of recognizing the Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim and what it leads to and what it means and why it has to happen and what it really means for us, who we truly are, that in our essence we are connected to Hashem, which will be played out down here immediately, even this year before the, uh, be, never mind before next year Pesach, but even before the end of Nisan this year.